Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. I'm starting scan of asteroid field now. To the late night vacuum. Activating cutting beam. And we are back after the holidays, starting season two of Late Night Vacuum. With me, Grockies, and the much better person sitting to uh, my, my left camera right. Dublar Thackeray. Hello, everybody, and hello, Grackies. How are you, sir? I am doing well. We have got so much to talk about and so much to catch up on. I know. Oh, boy. We uh, recorded all that stuff and then they went, hey, guess what? Nuclear drop. Oh, so awesome. Womp, womp, womp. Detective. Uh, so before we do that, though, let's um, harmonize Ooh. in three, two, one. <laughs> okay, so um, just a, a little bit of an extra thing, Grackies, before we kind of talk about what we've been playing and everything. How are the holidays? How's the holiday season for yourself? Um, I got to go hang out with family and then got a sinus infection. Yay! Yay! Um, that was quite an infection. Um, <laughs> so uh, Grackies is a very constant streamer on Twitch. And you you were off you weren't streaming for a, over a week a week. Uh, I'm, I think I missed four days or so five days. Felt, yeah, it was, felt very long. And uh, yeah. the funny the funny piece is that um, you and I I think had a little bit of a pre conversation before uh, you were ready uh, to get back on, and even before we did the uh, I'm sick uh, uh, mini podcast that I put out. Mm-hmm. Um, you sounded like a cold, wet kebab. <laughs> yeah, I, I played it up a little bit for that that pre-recording little bit there, but it, when you, Dublar and I talked um, a little bit off there, you could hear it in in my sinuses and stuff. It was just this. It's a it's annual for me. For all of you, you out there, yes, I go through this every single year. It's like a vacation, but in hell. I would describe it as you were a Cthulhu polyp factory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, so you're feeling much better now? Yes. Yes, I am. And uh, for myself, my holidays were pretty good. I was completely separate from the internet. Or basically, well, I had a little bit of a signal. Um, so I was trying to watch like your streams, but I was, I had to put it down to mobile source and I could only do it when, um, I, nobody else was like checking email. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I had a, what about one, one and a half megabyte, um, uh, connection. Better than dial up. Mm, 10 times better than it was last year. Uh, genuinely. 
10 times better. And uh, it was lovely. I just spent it in front of the fireplace, um, overdosing on caffeine. I was doing about 10 to 11 cups a day. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, much. and roasting in front of a fire. It was, it was, it was heavenly. I bet you um, tasted delicious. Parts of me have been rumored to taste nice, but I can't go there. The um, the other piece for me, of course, was that uh, we were meant to be doing uh, this recording yesterday. Um, but I was actually at an award ceremony and um, came home very happy and promptly found out that I shouldn't have eaten the fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was my... F- today. Uh, yesterday was my first... In context, it was my first sick day in 14 years. That's, uh, uh, that, that's quite a stomach bug that hit you. It was, it was as I was saying, it was the, it, it was the vomit equivalent of firing my lasers. <laughs> so you <laughs> pulled an exorcist. I pretty much did, um, but I'm okay now. Um, so, Grax, uh, what have we been playing in this holiday season? Oh, for the love of God, so much stuff. Um, I played a little bit of Elite off-stream just to get myself ready for it and also see about getting my track IR working with it since it doesn't work in Star Citizen now. I know you've... Oh yeah, I've noticed you've got a wee kind of, like, Borg attachment to yourself. Yes. It's uh, the it? uh, Track Clip Pro for the Track IR5. Nice. So I've got the, the Track IR5 now and the Track Clip Pro to go with it. And I keep telling everyone they want, you know, they want to be assimilated. <laughs> it, resistance is futile. Um, so uh, so you've been playing some ed, uh, ED and you've been playing some Star Citizen. Anything else yep. you've been playing? Uh, yes, actually. I played some XCOM. I love XCOM. So, yes. I, Are we I talking the new version or the classic XCOM? It's technically the expansion of the classic, but the new one doesn't come out until February. 6th. No, you know where I was going. I was talking about the original game. Oh, it's it's not original. Original. It's uh, enemy you're, you're, within. Yeah, enemy within. So you're playing the 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 latest update of the of the yes. franchise okay. without doing long work. Yeah, I'm seeing people going. I can't wait for XCOM two in chat. Tell me uh, about it. No. Oh, oh, man. And that comes out just two days before my birthday. Oh, nice. Everybody, that was a subtle hint to make a note. <laughs> um, get me that game. Get you that game. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely loved the XCOM. I had a friend who actually created um, an interpretation of the original XCOM called Xenonauts. So if you're a fan of... Uh, the old game, but you didn't like some of its uh, mechanics. It's been greatly tidied up. Nice. Hey, Togar in chat saying still prefers Xenonauts and Parazine as well. Awesome source. Good we have some fans. But yes, there, there was a couple other games on the list, dude, for all the <laughs> totally. I've had a lot of games since we last talked. You lucky bastard, because you know how many games I've had. I'm betting it's going to be somewhere below one and above negative one. <sighs> Well, I played Mahjong on my phone. Does that, that count? Yay! I played a game! As half a point, I think. Fuck you. So um, that way I still, I'm still i still right in my guess. So to put in context, I actually just picked up a one terabyte SSD. I've been so busy, I haven't even had a chance to install it. Oh. Um, and that's going to be my, my Star Citizen drive. 
Nice. That's yeah, a good for it. I'd be quite happy with that. Um, so, um, so in terms of the last couple of weeks, anything else of note that you'd like to mention? Well, I mean, there was that whole holiday episode, not of ours, but CIG's holiday live stream. Oh, I've heard about that. That was quite fantastic. Uh, so, yes. as uh, so, some of you in chat may know, and podcast people will definitely know. Um, Grackies and I, we took a two or three week break um, for the holiday season, but we actually uh, recorded um, audio podcasts to put out um, uh, for Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. And um, it was great fun doing them, and we kind of wondered what we would get. Um, and they were recorded uh, from CIG, and they were recorded just before the live stream. Yep. And then the live stream happened. <laughs> It was lovely. Oh, my God. I think uh, we, we laughed. We cried. What I was interested in uh, was CIG is, again, not like other publishers. But because they're not a publisher, um, they mm -hmm. don't need to – they don't try to get things exactly right. I mean, they would love to, uh, but that's kind of part of their charm. They, they kind of flub. Um, yep. And there was uh, lots of little uh, issues, things here and there. Um, but the one thing that they didn't flub that just completely knocked out the park was their casual demo of From Pupil to Planet. Oh, I was I was going to get to that after I, I, I poked fun at them for something. Oh, go on. Poke fun at them. Go on. Go oh, on. I have to say that on the other side with the flubs, that my favorite was chris roberts sitting down to play the game because at first he runs into the timeout issue and he, yeah. he thinks it's the setup or the connection in the office and it's like no 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 that's that's what happens to us too and then yeah. he has more issues logging in and getting things up and running i think he hit a timeout zero as soon as he got in and then when he got in there no the controls worked uh, to be honest, that's just typically the way. Um, <laughs> that's part of what I was wondering with it and everything. And uh, I'm sitting there going, oh, Chris, welcome to everything that we do every single time we go into PTU. The, the, one, the one thing um, about presentations I always assume is that if you're going to present something, you're not Steve Jobs because, uh, one, you're alive. And uh, – <laughs> Also, if something is going to go wrong, and what's the plan B? There wasn't too much of a plan B there. Um, so maybe <laughs> I can't give any advice to them. Um, no, it's, it, it was, it's stuff it was, they already know. It was but just it, nice to see them have the same issues that we have. It was quite charming. Yes. Um, and then they showed people to plan it, and uh, <laughs> Jaws hit the floor. Um, so do you want to recap what People to Planet is and what it means? Oh, for the love of God. Okay, People to Planet uh, was the first video thing that they did. And um, this was a video demonstration mm -hmm. of procedural generation. Mm -hmm. And procedural generation basically means that they can put in a, a seed of information into the system. Uh-huh. And generate an entire planet. Right now it was a rocky surface planet. So they were able to generate what is basically a small moon. I think it was like a thousand kilometers. Yeah, a thousand kilometer uh, diameter moon. And it's a rocky planet atmosphere. They dropped in a landing zone for it. 
they showed it off they showed the video they showed how the light actually works with the atmosphere so it can have an atmosphere and it actually has the effects to it and then on top of that they go okay while that video was nice we do know that people are well they're basically going to do the same old thing that they've done with Star Citizen a lot and say, oh, it was a nice tech demo video, but that's fake or it's pre-rendered or any other number of things. So what they decided at the last minute was to drag in. And just give me a second. I, I, I think we can. Board. I think we can. I think we can break. Hello, yeah. boarding party. Hello, boarding party. Chat, respond with battle cry. So, so yes. Um, so from the top. Okay. Uh, let me rewind a little bit there. Thousands the... kilometer diameter. So basically a small moon. Mm-hmm. And... That's no moon. <laughs> it has a landing port. Um, There's but an yeah, exhaust they, port. They put the landing zone onto the small moon. The whole thing's procedurally generated. Atmosphere information for the planet. They have it. So basically, it doesn't crash your system on trying to load all of the details of this thing. They use the level of detail loading as you approach. So as you approach an area of the surface, it pops in all of the information that it already has and says, hey, here's all the details of the planet. They built that up and built that up. And and then they that was in the video. Then they drop yeah. on us. Hey, guess what? We're going to actually show you this live in, like, the test bed of the game to show that you that pretty epic. this exists in Engine and we can do this. And so Sean Tracy gets in the Cutlass at Port Olisar, aims at the newly procedurally generated planet, flies there, so he quantums up, flies up, goes down through the atmosphere, you see the whole terrain starting to come into play, goes over to the landing zone, and then it attempts to land the ship. Truth be told, that was a better landing than I've ever done. Um, but he, he absolutely nailed it. And this was real time um, in editor. It was absolutely fantastic to see. Um, yeah. Utterly amazing. Um, uh, and it was, it was the, it was the mic drop moment of the, of the stream. Yes. It, that's a mic drop moment that, rippled across gaming mm -hmm. because procedural generation on that scale is something that has been chased for quite some time now so hitting procedural generation at that level of fidelity and on that scale is one of the current holy grails of development for games because it means the amount of stuff that you can put into a game becomes that much more expansive so to put into context um just think it through woke up got out of uh the room uh got into a ship into a different uh localized physics grid flew across a vast expanse of space yep and then flew into um a planet and landed in a planet in the in a in a in the landing area, all without a loading screen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all, all of it. And this is just the start of what they're doing with procedural generation too, and what they mm -hmm. can do. Because 
from here, you can now generate planets. Yeah. Right, but it's rocky surface. Well, that's not stopped other games. It's true. But <laughs> now they're aiming for more, and they've talked about this. Where... Yeah, and, and you know they've already got more. Guess what? Water, forests, alien civilization, ancient places that you can go and take a look at. This is creatures. Sounding more and more like Minecraft. Um, I'm just thinking about the whole thing where they've already, they've nodded to and talked about a lot, alien animals, flora and fauna. Well, I'm just thinking about the fact of you go down to investigate an old temple. It's creepy. It's dark. It's an ancient alien civilization. You're going in to grab some artifacts of some kind because some corporation wants to study them. And the thing is overrun by some sort of nasty little, you know, wall crawling, acid spitting buggers. So you have to go in there with suited up mercenaries with fricking rifles and everything else. As you're going in after this artifact fighting off waves of these aliens and stuff, or maybe people want alien hides from some odd planet and things. So you have to have a hunt squad go down. Oh my god, your citizen meets evolve. Side quest, collect ten alien hides. <laughs> Fight ten alien rats. Oh, fuck off, no. No, not that, not that. Um, you could go hunting just because you want to. So Parazane in chat asks, so where are these procedural planets going to be? It's not like uh, Elite Dangerous where they have an entire galaxy to put this stuff. That's an interesting question. They have a hundred systems to put this stuff, though. Now they can procedurally generate any of the moons, which means that you can fly down to them. Any of the planets in those systems, they could generate X number more systems at higher fidelity. So even though we know of, say, 70 or 80 systems out there and possible jump points, maybe now because procedural generation will make it that much faster, they can throw another 70 hidden ones with unknown jump points in that have never been discovered for well, they, there was an original conversation between about 120 140 um, uh, starting systems but not all of them would be visible so this could be part of that um, but again it's uh, think of it this way um, and it was kind of uh, answered partially in a recent 10 for the chairman with Chris um, you can now procedurally generate planets with landing zones so that means like say Terra just to mention one of the best um, planets mm. uh, currently in the game um, you you have uh, Terra Prime the, the capital city where you will land but now you can also have ad hoc landing sp- uh, spots because you could within reason um, uh, procedurally generate areas of that uh, planet. You may not generate all of it. Yeah, depends upon what they want to not show or show. But it means that you now can add uh, ad hoc landing. It's true. Though Terra Prime, I I don't know if I want to go there. I've never seen a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We haven't even talked about episode seven. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think I think that's kind of one of the things it can do um, because they're uh, working to create a, a, a depth of of uh, 
engagement. This just increases that from the already pre-established places to the uh, collect your alien pelts, uh, befriend uh, a, a dumb Ewok, or however they want to take I, it. I want to take my hornet and strafe the Ewok village. Uh, so Togar says, no, they said on the main planets there'll be no ad hoc landing, there'll be landing corridors. I'm actually combining the two of those because, yes, there will be no ad hoc landing, but there will be landing corridors to uh, landing locations. So one of the things that they've actually um, uh, started to do is, as they were talking about building out more of the Stanton system, uh, focusing on microtech and various other kind of larger um, uh, zones, they're actually... Uh, uh, interspersing that with smaller zones um, so that we can have more places to land quickly, um, which I think is part of the mentality behind this because procedure generation, I think, will probably come out to us in a more robust form probably the next three to four months. Not to mention on those planets, they could always take it where, okay, so yeah, you have Terra, you have Terra Prime, the, the main city mm -hmm. and everything else. However, People might want to go off to a small side city that's a little yeah. bit seedier, even though Terra is supposed to be all sorts of, you know, built up and cultured. There, there might be seedier, mm. smaller landing zones that they can pop in because the planet's been generated for them and they don't have to handcraft every aspect as much anymore when they start doing that. It. It, it allows those those cool areas like New York on Earth or uh, London or Terra Prime having that or, you know, um, having Nyx as, as yeah. a cool asteroid zone being theme parks in the term of gaming. Yeah. They're a theme park zone. They're they're handcrafted. They're built up. They're way cooler. They're they're more beautiful and stuff. But you can still throw in these sort of seedy side areas and in spots that people can go mm -hmm. off to, so they don't constantly have to go to one of the main hubs. It gives players options. So that's what's good about this. It gives you options. As a, as one kind of spinner from this, actually, one thing that um, Chris did say, and it's been talked about in chat is uh, about how they, they are looking at landing corridors, which means that uh, last year we saw some lovely kind of descent. Um, again, a, 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 another Sean Tracy special where he um, uh, flew a Connie and landed at Area 18. Mm -hmm. um, the entire notion was, of course, that, that at some point during that process, the automation took over and you were landed you didn't have the control. Now, uh, going forwards, they're going to be using um, landing corridors, which means that you can fly yourself down. Um, but if you, God forbid, touch the sides, um, you will then be taken over and uh, you will be uh, uh, you know, landed by computer. But it means that we can land our own ships. They just in don't want us areas. flying our ships into buildings. It's, I hear that's not very popular. No, but they, they talked about that very thing where they don't want people messing with the traffic or flying into buildings or that sort of stuff. That's not really going to be okay. So that's why they have the landing corridors just to kind of force that. And However, if you try to go outside the landing corridors too often, they even talked about the possibility of criminal fines and okay. you know, revocation of your landing permit because you've been <laughs> trying to get out of the corridor. Um, the Belsant asks a question of you, Grakis. Do you think they'll be able to put Area 18 into Crusader where you could fly down and land on a pad, then get out and go shopping and whatnot? I believe we just talked about that. Yeah. But, um, I Our think that... 
once Art Corp gets added into the Crusader system and we can fly to it, yes. Once they have landing at landing zones in, yeah, it's definitely going to happen. It's just a question of when's it going to be ready. It's a priority thing. Mm-mm-mm. But it's going to, I mean, that stuff is definitely going to be there. So uh, I was very intrigued by that. Now, what was uh, special for me was the fact that they'd only started that in September. The, oh, yeah, yeah, the work on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering how far they've already gone with it now. Um, My God, the amount that the tech is going to jump faster and faster. I'm going to need like three PCs to play this game. (laughs) I need a quantum computer that's, you know, cooled by liquid nitrogen. Oh, that would be so good. Um, Yeah, as Waka says, um, I do think we're going to get uh, procedure out sooner than later. Um, I think it's going to come out very, very soon. But it's just a question of, you know, uh, you know how they fit into their release schedule. Because it was a bit of a left fielder. Um, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it was completely left field, though. It was on the map. but It was. It, it wasn't, and we can do this immediately. It was like, oh, we can do this now. Holy shit. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. Though I, I did talk about procedural tech as my... I, I, yeah, I saw you that called one it. coming a month before. You called it. You called it. Um, so we're seeing people talking about uh, p- uh, basic implementation of procedure generation will arrive in Q1. I think it probably will arrive in the Q1, beginning the Q2. Now, in terms of other bits of surprise, uh, as part of today or yesterday, we've just really they've just released 2.1 to live. Yes, and yes. One of the joys that they released was actually the flyable Vanguard. <laughs> I can't believe that ship came out so fast. That is awesome. It's amazing how it's uh, already out. There is some controversy about it, uh, but we'll mm. come to that uh, in, a, in a second. Um, have you flown it yet? I have flown it, actually. Uh, how does it play? Um, it's more maneuverable than I would have thought. It's got a slow combat speed, which I expected. Um, however, it's top speed in cruise is nuts. I don't know if that's a bug or if it's just because of those powerful engines behind it, but if it's cruise speed is so high, I'm surprised that it's combat speed is so low unless combat is based on when it can still maneuver and maneuver in a certain way. Um, I mean, it, it's, it still needs adjustments, obviously, to how much damage it can take. The, the physical-based damage system still isn't in there. The shield systems aren't still fully working right, especially against, you know, projectile damages. There's a lot of stuff that they need to still implement before I can make a call as to whether its survivability is correct or its damage is correct. But if it catches you with the forefront guns and the... the the minigun, it can do some damage pretty damn quick. Mm. Now, there's uh, some kind of thoughts and confusion about it because people are saying, isn't it a lead attack ship to run out there and get there first? But that's kind of like a bit of a mixed bag um, because a lot of people, and obviously uh, it's not flying the way it's expected to fly, uh, but it is meant to get there first. One of the things it has is is a longer um, uh, jump range. Yes. It, so it, yeah. it can fuel up and hold. It's a long range fighter. 
which may mean it's a faster jump. It may mean it can do more jumps. There's a whole bunch of things. Um, it, and basically, it could end up just being the Hornet, but with range. If, if that's the case, I'm glad I've got the Sentinel, because I don't know if the Warden would really be my thing. Because I'm, I'm not a Hornet lover, I'm a Hornet fighter. Well, I mean, seeing in chat that they already said it will lose agility, mm. which I kind of expected, seeing as it had a 180 on its top speed currently with maneuvering. However, it, it's, it's hard to say because you can have a highly maneuverable craft with a low speed, even that big, mm -hmm. if you put enough thrusters on it. I just didn't think it had the thrusters to do it. So, so yeah. it, its mass might not be calculated correctly in the game. So it, it's like when the Freelancer got out in the PTU, uh, it was a bit not what it should be. Yeah, exactly. And it still is kind of there, yeah. Yeah, it, it's still maneuvering not like a cargo hauler with some big guns on it. It's it's like it can flip around in a half second. It's like, I can't do that in an M50 sometimes. Now, there is some stuff coming through the forums. Now, I actually haven't checked this thread, but I am aware of it. I, I checked it, God, a while back when the Vanguard first came into the hangar. Um, it didn't kind of look like its original concept. It looked a, a little bit more... Um, oh, what's the name of that ship that you like so well? Oh, my number two ship, the Retaliator. Your number two, yay, the Tally. It looks a little bit more like the Tally with, and a little bit more like a hump. Um, and uh, that design still has, still kind of exists. Um, uh, so I can I can kind of see and understand where people are coming from because I've had enough mm -hmm. with the contours and the design. Um, uh, but I don't know if what we're seeing is actually the finished uh, version. It's work in progress. They already said. Right. There's so we... still stuff that they were that isn't changed out from in the hangar, and there were jokes about putting. And I believe this was on Starcast. Yeah. To, mention another name um but a very good podcast it, it is and lando wow. was on there so that's where i got this info please from. subscribe they they talked about putting up basically you know caution tape and cones around it as a joke but it's true it's yeah not done a lot of the ships aren't done they're going to go through multiple iterations they still have new pipelines that they're putting in they're they're giving us stuff earlier because we screamed and cried and whined that we want stuff earlier and we understood work in progress, but then people go, oh, my God, and don't seem to understand work in progress. So it's there, there's a nice middle ground here where we can give, again, constructive criticism I, and feedback. I think, I think, I think the going, feedback Aah. is good. <laughs> You're like free falling with that. Um, yeah, yeah. So wiggle it just a little bit. Um, yeah, so I think feedback is good and we are giving feedback. Uh, I just hope that people aren't getting a bit rabid on it. I haven't checked the chat, so I don't really know. Um, but it'd be interesting, uh, well, the people in chat just now, if they were, as we're talking, let us know what they think. Do they like the current design? Are they, uh, you know, really looking forward to it being tweaked? Would they accept it or reject it? Um, yeah, and uh, everything is in flux. Um, it's the, old, the old line is that we don't even have an accurate idea about the control. Um, systems yep. purely because all aspects of the game have yet to be added in and one of the things they've got to do is be able to map and make everything make sense which is like a thousand piece jigsaw um, where somebody has added 300 other pieces 
uh, from another jigsaw. Um, so, and then it turns out it's actually a 3D puzzle. Yeah, it's a 3D puzzle um, of a sound wave. Um, so it is it is a bit of a bit bit of a conundrum. So we're we're looking at it, going, this cake tastes like um, batter. Uh, uh, not cake. Uh, it's still delicious, but we're we're we're, we're obviously. It's not waiting. done cooking yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, with that, it's is showing that the pipeline um, is just has been so sped up. Some of this can be through reusable components. Some of this can be through um, the attention they've taken to this current iteration as led off with the um, uh, freelancer and uh, uh, constellation um, uh, uh, Connie. Oh, it's a Connie. Yeah, I got the name right. Um, <laughs> yay. Uh, I've, Romanian alcohol has a powerful effect on me. Um, but what do we think is going to be the next ship out? Because the Vanguard was a surprise. Uh, what do you think is going to be the next ship that will be flying that we'll have? Oh, flying, not just in hangar. Mm. Uh, flying, I think we could possibly see the Reliant, maybe, um, because of the work in progress that we've seen on that. Hangar ready, I, I'm almost certain of that. Starfarer hangar ready, because they already talked about the expansion of the hangar to make it hangar readyable because it would and fit. I'm liking that they are saying that the Gemini people are going to get the, the original Starfarer, from what I can interpret. Yes, yes, they'll they'll get to see something. Um, Chat, um, go on. I think the the saber. Because, yeah, we're I getting mean, a lot of saber that, up. They dropped that in hangar around the time of the Vanguard too, and it's a fighter, and you know it seems like it's it's pretty close to ready to be able to at least buzz it around. It's not going to be done yet, but it, it looks like something yeah. you'll be able to fly around and play with. So, yeah, in terms of thinking it through, I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be the Reliant, um, purely because uh, it's a two-person ship with walk-around room, which means interior work. Um, interior work's done. It, uh, yeah, I know, but it's... Uh, it's the rotation is the only thing that I would think. Well, you see, I think that, if they're going to do the rotation, they've got the one rotation, the one rotation ship above all, uh, the car to Al. Um, and mm. given the imagery and the things that we've seen, um, and also the fact that if you think about the Xi'an Scout model that we got in our hangars, the Xi'an Scout, the models are actually simplified and reduced versions of existing game ships. So we've actually had the car to owl for a while now. Um, so I think it's going to be a skunk works and bring that out. But I also think that because they had the Sabre in hangar, um, you know, I think that's probably mm -hmm. going to be what we're going to see, what we're going to see next. But I'm going to be really excited for um, uh, when the car tool comes out because that will be three alien races, human, uh, Vandal, and Jian. Uh, instead of two. Well, that's two alien races and a human. We didn't get... Because mm. <laughs> we only get to play as humans, so the others are alien to us. I, I secretly think that, he's going to, that Chris is going to reveal that there were actually 12 tribes. 
Well played, <laughs> sir. Well played. I, I do what I can. Um, so I think that's what's going to be next. Um, so, uh, but, Saber, then. I think Saber. I think Saber. I'd hope it would be the, the Xi'an. I think if it was a choice between the Xi'an and the Reliant, I think Xi'an would come first, even though the Reliant looks fairly advanced. It's more just to do with the interior space. Um, uh, and as Star Sickle says in chat, we've got humanocentric biases. Um, it's true, we do. It's at all. I, I'm biased to my own species. <laughs> Legally, that's actually a very good thing. <laughs> oh, oh, the places that we could go with that commentary. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the saber. The, the saber is quite a lovely ship, as people are saying. Um, I just love when you get into it, and the screens just kind of flip down around yeah. you. Uh, That's going to be a fun one to fly around. Yeah, Vanguard's fun to fly, but it needs some work. The screens on it are almost impossible to read. Mm. Um, I did like I did like the Jean Scout um, uh, walkthrough. Actually, oh. what's your what's your take on the new ship shapes? Because um, this is the I think this is the first one that got a ship shape. No, they, they did on. that other. Well, I think that's the first ship shape they did. They also did the discussion, the art discussion around the mining station. I think it was. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the yeah, but was that as a branded as a ship shape? Uh, it might have been a ship shape, or it might have been a discussion with the devs. I can't remember if it was which one it was. It's the same two people, mm. but um, well, uh, so just in uh, King Gear Gaming in chat, yes, there was um, when we say a Jan Scout walkthrough, it was looking at so the art direction and design of the ship and how they've approached it. Yeah, they, it, it was shape. it was a concept walkthrough. On the design and stuff. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I kind of tune them out a little. I, I I did that the first time. I gave it a shot the second time. And I started to get glassy-eyed and tuned out a little bit. Because mm -hmm. they go into so much detail about small little things that, honestly, I'd, I'd love to go and discover some of that stuff when it gets into the game and see all the cool little details myself. It's very down into the minutiae. Yeah, it's a little bit too far into the minutiae, I think. And this is you saying that. Yes, this is me saying that, and I love to do that, but there's got to be something for the player to dig into so that mm. they don't get into all of the fine details of it. There are cool little things that we still like, like when they showed off the... Okay, I'm going to use the Retaliator again because I've done the walkthrough of this the most. But when they, they went through the Retaliator early on they didn't yeah. get in there and show you how they stamped wording and stuff on the different power cables and things or on the sides of the torpedoes or they gave you you know some of that but they didn't get into that level of detail which these new episodes of ship shape are doing i saw all of that myself when i was exploring it and got to go oh my god look at all the cool little details that gives a discovery mm -hmm. moment for me as a player and as a streamer you take that away by getting in too far into the minutiae and you pull some of that wonder out of the game when you get access to the item i can i can agree with that to a certain degree but i think what's interesting for me is um and and this is how do i say it about a year and a half ago 
or uh, maybe even two years ago. Oh my God! Maybe it's, well, let's say a year and a half, mm. three, year and three quarters ago. Um, they had a wee discussion going on, and they were talking about the architecture of Star Citizen, like the actual building architecture. Do you yes, remember that? I remember when they put out the docs on that, yep. Yeah, and they were talking about their inspiration and how they took it from various ages. Yes. And um, they kind of flicked through and they showed some of their scribbles and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a very conversational showing about how it's not just one thing, it's a layering of, of information and of uh, uh, how they've kind of thought about um, you know, a city, for example, is not just one thing. It's a layering of all those experiences, of all those generations. Yes. Um, and then when I was looking at the Jan Scout, and you're, you're seeing, because if, you, if, if the people who, uh, if you haven't, if you're in podcast land or if you're in video land right now, if you haven't seen the Jan Scout, um, uh, Google sexy beast ship and you'll find it. Um, Don't uh, Google, because, Google that, that you probably won't find it. Because I've got, I've basically got an inverted V here, and it's got that kind of rising, um, kind of t- two central pylons up at the top, like a kind of antenna going up. Yeah. And uh, when you actually look at it, um, you see these little kind of designs, and it reminds me of like one, partially the corkscrew, the Lloyd's TSB building in London, also a reminiscent of Gothic architecture because old and matte black, and it has it kind of soars up. And they even mention Gothic architecture as the wee note. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's the shit I love. Um, could you imagine where they took apart a ship and they talked about its 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 influences and where they kind of sourced those notions from? Um, now, obviously, it may be in a bit too much detail, but it's just simply it's not it, it's just simply showing their their thought and and how they 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 approached it would be the fascinating thing for me. Put it into a written document with pictures and article. Not a yes. video format item. Yes. Video um, format, it, it tunes out. An article well, would work much better. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um, this then comes from the, and this is shocking to say, because look for so much information. We always want it. We're a visual medium. Um, I, I, equally, you could talk about it and you could show the doc, uh, but you don't actually have it as taking up the screen. It's not the majority of what you see. Uh, because... Um, we're getting so much visual. Um, it's like uh, if anybody sits uh, an examination or goes to a meeting and you get a handout, one of the first things you do is you tune out the people, you focus on the visual. Well, that's um, why I'm not saying put the doc up in the video. I'm, I'm yeah. saying put it up as a separate item. If you're going to go into that yeah. much detail, do an yeah. article on it with the level of detail that some people want, the video, edit it down. It's like an appendix. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think um, uh, this is one of those ones where if they kept it to five minutes, it would be a much better delivery. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> oh boy, he saw something. Uh, yeah, I'm just reading some comments in uh, in in chat. Stoutman says most of the devs and artists are not used to be on camera, nor do they want to. So it's hard to find anyone who will talk on camera. Dude, I totally get you. I totally agree. Um, it's one of those ones where um, if you've got a person who is impassioned, who loves what they do, and uh, can talk on camera about it, um, and, uh, it doesn't mean that they have uh, any kind of training experience. I know what's right. Look at myself and Grackies as an example of this. 
you know, if we didn't point ourselves out and say we've got so much to learn, we'd be hypocrites. Um, you know, um, uh, let's see, uh, making games is very hard. No matter how bad a day they have, they go home knowing they're pushing the boundaries and making something amazing. Totally agree. I mean, this game kicks ass. Uh, so I'll give you a quick uh, uh, thing. Last weekend, mm-hmm. I was um, actually um, in a bar in London hanging out with um, Chris and Sandy. Oh, you lucky, lucky bastard. Um, and it was good fun. Um, we talked about various sods and sods, um, none of which I think... Uh, it was more of a casual thing, so I, I wasn't kind of uh, making reports or anything. So it was just a good uh, kickback. Um, but again, talking to Sandy and Chris, it's clear the passion they have. Um, and it's also clear that that passion is not just theirs. Uh, you know, it's uh, the, the people who are working on it love uh, what they're doing and are very committed to it. Um, and it's just a case of they want to make the best game they can. And it's, you cannot fault them on that. Oh, you definitely can't. Especially, I mean, you can see it already in some of the stuff they're doing. Not, ju- not just in how pretty this game in, yeah. is, but in the fact of talking about PTU again, which just came out with the Vanguard and everything. There were some serious issues when the PTU first dropped. FPS mm-hmm. issues where things would just lag out, server issues, and so on. And they hammered those out pretty damn quickly. I mean, considering the fact that we got PTU and then they had a holiday break, they came back and they went right after it. And it was basically a patch a day towards the end. Mm. Now, that was quite incredible. Well, they did it before with 2.0 towards the end also and hammering out the issues. And the way that the stability issues and, and the things they're working on are, are getting hammered out it feels way more like midway through a um, ND is still under NDA, but kind of open beta for an MMO than it does for an early alpha still building this thing game. Mm-mm-mm. And no matter how much, you know, criticism we might have or how much we might bitch and whine and moan, which we do tend to do because we want everything right now because we're so damn excited. They're still doing one hell of a job on that front. We're, we're going to disagree with the developers as we tend to do, but <laughs> they're they're still doing something that's just it still boggles the mind at times. Yeah. Um, so, but in terms of the iteration, the fact that they were able to kind of uh, learn, uh, kind of like rinse, repeat, release, rinse, repeat, the release. Um, that's actually quite another kind of milestone, especially coming into uh, their goal of releasing uh, a new update every month now for the yep. for, for 2016. Um, if they keep this up, I mean, can they keep this up? This is going to be quite a, quite a push. It, with the amount of systems coming online now that they have the baby PU, up and mm. running that's the thing they will have enough stuff to do every month where they can drop they'll have a ship coming in or they'll have a new system coming online they're going to have cargo they're going to have mining they're going to have procedural generation popping up they're going to have uh star marine eventually is going to hit us uh, the new animations for characters more weaponry mm. expansion star corp new landing zones like we're just going to see things speed up and up and mm. up this is where the the snowball starts rolling 
Um, and uh, in terms of because uh, you've been streaming uh, the PTU releases, now we are we are in live, um, and Garki, you've been providing a lot of feedback um, as, along with other people uh, to CIG about uh, what's working, what wasn't working. Um, how is it kind of playing uh, like a new build almost every other day or every day? Um, it can be frustrating at moments where, you know, sometimes you get a patch that just didn't quite work or something broke that you don't see until you have more people hammering on it, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, but then there are those just moments of pure joy when something unexpected comes out of it or, um, you also, you know, the the joy for me, too, in discovering bugs, just because I have that mindset, I like breaking software, <laughs> breaking games. And you were like a pig in shit sometimes. Yeah, but it, it's not, it, it's also more than just about playing the game when you're on PTU. It's about trying to help the developers. You can feel that more in the community of it. Th mm. There are some people that go around and just wreak havoc and, and are in there you know, they're just like, oh, good, I got access to this, and now I'm just going to play it like a game. No, that's not the point of PTU. PTU, you're there to help break things. So if people are in chat and saying, hey, I'm tracking down a bug, please don't blow up my ship right now because this could be a nasty crash for everyone. I need to figure this out. And then people, you know, fly into a station, blow up all the ships, and then just quantum out real quick. It's like, go do that on live. That's, that's, PTU, that's what lives. Yeah. Bring you know, open your chat window sometimes. Try and coordinate with people. Actually, trying to get it into the tester mindset. That's what PTU is there for. PTU isn't just a playground with new toys. I think I think I, I think you typified that when I saw you just recently. Actually, uh, you were testing ship explosions. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to explain what you were doing? The methodology behind that. Okay, um, so. There were a couple of things, and actually, it turned out there was a bug involved in that that they fixed, where ship oh, cool. explosions weren't being seen, and I didn't even see that on the the issue console list, so I don't know if someone spotted it or if they were already tracking it. Could have been either or, but basically, what was happening was we were getting FPS lag, and it was hitting from server side, and we didn't know specifically what was causing it. However, Eric McCutton. Uh, also noticed, as I did at the same time, when we were blowing up enemy AI ships, we were seeing some very odd pixelation in the explosions. Like, mm -hmm. as you fly, for me, I love to go head-to-head -head at times, put my shields forward, detonate someone, and fly through the cloud of explosion. What I would notice is, instead of an explosion, I would just get a bunch of orange squares. The explosion would seriously become giant orange pixels. And <laughs> it it would hit at the same time as lag. And it was like, wait a second. I wonder, and both of us wondered, okay, I wonder if the explosions are being sent out to everyone across the server and trying to render it to everyone. And that's why they're, it's freaking out if it has more to do with the AI. So just to double check, we had a couple of people from my chat that were in the same server as me. So we flew away from Port Olisar and proceeded to try and cause ship explosions by shooting at them and blowing up their ships. What we noticed, though, that was that when players were flying their ships, there wasn't an explosion. It would just kind of break apart. And it was like, yeah. oh, that's odd. But then I managed to detonate ships with people not flying them on a couple of landing pads and testing it out with them. And the explosions didn't pixelate. So then we knew it was... 
it, it was an effect of the lag. It wasn't a possible cause of lag, but you have to sometimes go out and investigate that. And we set up very specific circumstances, which we would repeat same ship, same versus ship types, you know, Super Hornet versus Aurora. The pirates are flying Aurora's also check and see if the explosion happens and you you try to recreate the circumstances of the bug and if you find it you try to drop that info off to the devs help them out so that's, that's very true that's what ptu is for sometimes yeah it's great to see the new stuff but there are going to be moments where you got to track something down yeah and as stoutman says uh cray engine has been sending old data to everyone which is wasted resources and causing lag uh, they're slowly modifying the engine to stop this, but it will take time. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, the use button. Some of these things are buried deep. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and that's definitely known. But, you know, if uh, if it's sending all the data, what data was it sending? And that was the, the head scratcher. Hey, is the explosion data being sent to everyone? Turns out it wasn't because not everybody was having the explosions on the other ships didn't happen the same way as it did with an AI ship. So it was something to do with AI spawning in and getting killed. Yeah. Um, so uh, what do you think is uh, going to be uh, in 2.2? Oh. We've already, we've already had 2.1 uh, that just released yesterday. So we have to be, uh, looking forward. I'm sorry, CIG. Oh, no, don't uh, apologize. They already changed their Discord chat to say 2.2. Oh, those poor bastards. Not kidding you. Their their Discord already says PTU 2.2 in it. So uh, what, they're ahead of us, even. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while you think about that, uh, Techie Marines asks, what do you think will be the first capital ship to be put into the PU? Um, now, that's an interesting question. Because I think it could be the Idris. However, what when is the PU the PU? Um, yeah. I I have a very strong feeling. As much as uh, th those with the I loves the Idris loves uh, have it, we're not going to see um, the Idris released until after Squadron Forty Two. I'll Purely say... because it's a sexy beast and it's going to be one of the focus points and one of the sexy points of Squad 42. So I would be surprised if they were to do a full release of it until after. I think this is how they're going to do it. I think that they're going to release us ep uh, the first mission of Squadron 42 and drop the Idris to Idris owners at the same time. That so would be bloody once good. the first mission of Squadron 42 is ready for the sort of uh, vertical slice preview that we're supposed to be getting and th that they might want to do just to introduce us to it and get the hype up a little bit around it, um, yeah. they're going to drop that and the Idris at the same time because now we're going to see the Idris anyway in Squadron 42 when they release it. Might as well give it to the owners so that they don't pull us out of what they're mm. giving us with Squadron 42. So I think it's going to be a That makes perfect drop. sense. I think it'll be a Simon drop then. Uh, it will be interesting to see um, with the care and attention and duration that's been sp spent building the Idris uh, as like a as a pilot uh, for how things work. Will that mean that the small Corvette, when it comes out, will actually uh, come out first? Mm. Uh, because they can then you know pipeline iterate and get it through it faster. We'll that's see possible. how that all kind of goes. Um, 
But then again, you can also see any large ship is going to be the start of an indicative of how a capital ship could possibly perform. Um, less uh, armor and shielding and power and everything, but still just the general uh, flow and coordination. It's going to be um, interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Um, so what was that other question I was supposed to think about? That oh, what do you think is going to be, <laughs> what do you think is going to be in 2.2? Oh, 2.2. Um, honestly, I think that we might see a possible expansion of area 18. Yeah. Um, meaning the first iteration of shopping. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that shopping is going to be dropped in because they, they have the prototype that they mentioned and they're already actively working on it. They got the thumbs up, so it's going in pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to see shopping. We might see persistence if they've got that ready to go in the back end to be able to do shopping so we all see each other's clothes and all mm -hmm. the outfit change stuff. And um, maybe maybe just local shopping, but semi-persistence, not full persistence yet. I think there's going to be some form of uh, subsumption um, in play. Mm -hmm. um, I think everything that you say is going to be there. I am, however, going to add at least two or three small landing zones uh, in terms okay. of uh, stations in the places. B in the BBPU. In, in the BBPU. In Crusader, we'll say. In Crusader. Um, and I'm hoping for Nyx. I'm hoping for Nyx, I think that'll be 2-3, though. I think because be two, three. They, they showed that video about the lighting work they're still doing and everything else. Yeah. I think there's still some work to do there before they show it off. And I think we'll have EVA proper in 2.2. Because um, they pulled out they, a 2.1. They pulled it out at 2.1 because it was so broken. I they might give In it that case, 2.4. Yeah, they might give it another shot in 2.2, but it, it was... Pretty bad. Uh, yeah. It definitely needs some more love, and it depends on where it is in the priority list. Now, uh, here's a question. When do you think the female model will come in? Um, it will come in after Star Marine, once they have the full set of animations and everything set for the skeleton to be able to be implemented to it. Mm. I think that's when it comes in. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so, Grackies, where can we find you? Damn it, I was going to ask you that, but you beat me to it. No, that you do me. Dublar, where can we find you, sir? Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Thackeray. That's D-O-U-B-L-A. I was waiting to see if you screwed it up. I always fuck it up. You haven't lost uh, it. I, haven't, I have no form. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Thackeray. D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Well done, sir. And you can um, find me, Grockies, at twitch.tv slash Grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as on Twitter and all around the internet. All the other places. Grockies. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening to and supporting this uh, recording, this podcast. If you, for some ungodly reason, like what you hear, um, share it with others um, uh, obviously politely don't just sneak up on people and go hey um, <laughs> and uh, also feel free to leave a review either on the RSI website uh, where you'll find us in the community hub or on iTunes or wherever you get your, um, your, your podcasts from 
Um, so uh, we'll see you guys next week. It's been it's great. 2016. We've 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 broken the seal of season two for ourselves. Um, long may we continue. Bye everyone. Bye. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot.